0: Wants to know what he's thinking. Brightman! Aqua lads and Aqua lasses, welcome back into the Aqua Cave for Brightman, where we talk about whatever bright idea I've come up with, and this is a special one. It's a special release that works in conjunction with the latest episode of the Multiverse of Fabulousness that dropped recently over. On the North South Connection Podcast Network, hosted by Johnny C. Who is I? Which I stole from Dead Man on Campus. Now, if you've listened to the Multiverse of Fabulousness episode, you already know what you're here for. If you haven't, though, let me explain why it's sort of a tag team this go around. So, over on the Multiverse of Fabulousness, uh, I-, I sort of have a gimmick. On the show where I traverse the multiverse looking for variants of pop culture things. Uh, A lot of times that involves me rebooking wrestling matches. So in the latest edition, we looked at WCW's Battle Bowl 1993, and I rebooked the show as if the WWF was hosting the event. It's a hell of a lot of fun, a quicker listen, and uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. And of course, this episode, like i mentioned, is a shoot-off or a spin-off or a, a you know fucking team up if you will with that episode because as I was reviewing Battle Bowl 1993 to rebook it I came across a legendary segment in WCW history that I remembered thinking was absolutely pathetic and hilarious. I rewatched the segment and I'm ready to confirm the segment is pathetic and hilarious. So this go-around, we're going to be talking about the Starcade 1993 press conference. Kind of a deep pull indeed, which is uh, why I wanted to sort of line it up with this episode of Multiverse of Fabulousness, because, I mean, it's just fucking random. It's completely random, may not be strong enough to carry its own show, but I think, even though we're talking literally about a segment that's about five minutes and some change, I'm going to show you that this segment deserves to be put under a microscope. All right. At Battle Bowl 1993, Tony Schiavone and Jesse the Body Ventura are letting us know we got to prepare for the next big pay-per-view with WCW, Tony. Why don't you tell them about it? Fans, our next big pay-per-view is spectacular, the granddaddy of them all, oh, it is Starcade. Starcade 93. Here's an event that was the premiere of big-time wrestling events. He says that the 11th annual is going to be on Monday, December 27th. And Jesse's all like, oh, geez, Tony, I can't wait because I get to call this pay-per-view with you. He then like pats Tony on the head like, oh, geez, slugger, hope you bring your A-game to Starcade, 'cause Because no, you haven't been bringing your A-game into the bedroom. i been getting some phone calls from Lois late in the evening. And she says to me, Jesse... Tony Siobhan, he's got a slack jaw. He doesn't go down on me. So I said to her, Lois, if I were to go down on you, here's what I'd do first. And, uh, well, Tony, I'm not going to get into it here on the pay-per-view, because it's a little risque. But needless to say, I've heard her come like six times, Tony. You need to get on that shit. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's fucking, woof. There's a lot of things happening here at Ringside during this introduction. Just this past week, fans, there was a press reception held by WCW Invader to name the site of the event. Let's take you to Mean Gene and the reception. Now, as the camera sort of transitions into the reception video, Jesse, at the very last second, looks into the camera, spikes it, and says, This is a good one. Oh, Jesse, I hope you were being sarcastic, because if not, I've lost some respect for you as an announcer. Chapter 1, Context is King. Now, to be fair, as Eric Bischoff says, context is king. So let's start with maybe why we shouldn't be so hard on this segment in a serious manner. Starcade 1993 was famously set to be headlined by Big Van Vader, or I guess just Vader, defending the WCW World Heavyweight Championship against none other than Sid Vicious. Of course, Sid was fired before the event ever took place. You see, when WCW was on a tour of the the UK, uh, Arn Anderson had some scissors in his room. Sid had recently purchased a McDonald's pizza that was uncut. He traversed to Arn Anderson's hotel room and borrowed these scissors. Now, Sid cut this McDonald's pizza. He consumed it and was feeling quite full. He went back to return the scissors to Arn Anderson, entered Arn Anderson's hotel room, tripped over some golf clubs, and in the confusion, in the fullness, and just overall bloated feeling that Sid has, he lost control of his body, tripped over the golf clubs, lunged forward to prevent himself from collapsing onto the floor, and the scissors accidentally stabbed into Arn Anderson's body. Now, Arn Anderson was kind of a bitch about this whole thing because it's not so much the stabbing that, that, that fucked with him. It's the fact that the scissors contained the remnants of the McDonald's pizza that went into his body and infected him. So, you know, he had to spend a couple of days in a UK hospital on an IV destroying the McDonald's pizza infection. He complained to WCWHR and Sid was fired, you know, before any of this could happen, and and, and this big blow-off to this big event that had been promised to WCW fans, not so much by announcing it, but just in the storylines, and, uh, you know, we had nothing. So, not only have they lost their main event for Starcade, they've lost the main event to the pay-per-view that's supposed to be their equivalent to WrestleMania. WCW at the time was also in the habit of relying on content that was produced, produced long before it was aired. So, we need a main event, we need a reason for this new main event to exist, and we need to get all of this information about our new main event to our potential viewing-slash-purchasing audience as quickly as humanly fucking possible. This Battle Bowl pay-per-view is taking place the week before Thanksgiving, and Starcade's like two days after Christmas. So, yeah, we, we should probably start selling some tickets. Now, I don't have any problems with the match that headlines Starcade. I want to make that clear. It's actually a pretty good match. And there are some great production of videos and build to that main event, especially during the show, the actual pay-per-view as well, that deserve to be propped up and put on a pedestal. I believe that. But holy shit, this press reception, press reception, try to say press reception really fast without sounding intoxicated. Not possible. This sketch, to me anyway, is a perfect example of the differences between WWEF, whatever you want to call it, and WCW. And I don't care what time period you're talking about. Say what you will about Vince, but his production team could really pull through on shit like this watching this segment of this WCW press reception and then comparing it to WWF equivalents, it makes the WWF feel like what they produce is a ridiculously amazing spectacle television program like Game of Thrones. And it makes WCWs feel like, I don't know, uh, oh, TNT's Robin Hood. You guys remember that show? I know you've seen at least one episode of TNT's Robin Hood, because I have. Not a, That was a fucking good idea, by the way. We, we should talk about that sometime on an episode of Bright Man. But it's time to dive in to this actual press event. So let me paint a mental picture for all of you. We appear to be in some sort of reception area. It kind of feels like it might be the shitty room in a hotel that's reserved for, like, meetings, which I've been in plenty of. At one point, I thought for sure this thing took place in a parking garage, and I'm not even fucking kidding. But upon further, deeper evaluation, there is a tiled floor that the individuals are standing on. So now I'm half convinced that it might be a dance floor at, like, a wedding reception hall because the ceiling is not very tall, and there are a lot of lights on this very industrial looking ceiling. Like lights that transition, like, oh, now it's blue, now it's red. It's crazy. Let's dance. Let's dance to this song. It's electric. <laughs> you gotta feel it. It's electric. Starcade Woogie will teach you. I teach you. I teach you. Teach you not to attend Starcade. It's electric. Boogie Woogie Woogie. So, Mean Gene is standing front and center, and he's in a suit. To his right stands the WCW World Heavyweight Champion, Vader. It's Vader time, bitches. Now, Vader is also wearing a suit and his fucking Vader mask. His jocks, not the cool one that shoots the smoke. If he was wearing that, this, this show wouldn't exist because I'd give it a pass right away. He's wearing the jockstrap mask on his face, and he's like, Bleh. arms outstretched. I mean, you could see it in your head the whole time. Mean Jeans tried to talk about legitimate uh, information regarding this, this company, and Vader's just over like,
1: Bleh. 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 Vader time.
0: It's ludicrous. To the right of Vader is Harley Race, also wearing a suit. Now, behind these three men are a A couple of sets of what I'm calling rolling curtains. We have some blue curtains that have been hung from what looks like, granted, a larger than usual size luggage trolley that you'd find at a hotel. I wish I knew what these guys were covering up because it would reveal to me the location that this is being filmed. I just wish. Why couldn't there be some pushing or shoving that reveals what's behind the curtain? Perhaps it's a wizard. That's a bad joke. But hey, you know what? WWE gave us Oz, so I like the brand synergy there, and I'm going to leave it in. Now, regarding these curtains, it looks ridiculously cheap. And I think a lot of us out there, whether we know it or not, we do know a thing or two about fake press conferences. Think about it, folks. What I'm telling you is not bogus. Think about the WrestleMania 8 press conference envision it in your skull. Jack Tunney had a podium, a microphone, and everything. Now, yes, there were blue curtains behind President Jack Tunney, but at least they were covered by a massive WrestleMania banner. You know, because it was the WrestleMania press conference. Perhaps we should... Well, There's more. I'm not going to lose my shit yet. And... During the WrestleMania 8 press conference, I could see the press in the room with all the wrestling people. More on that in a moment and why it relates to the WCW1. And don't think I've forgotten about the Royal Rumble 1996 press conference as well. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, has multiple microphones at his podium, creating the illusion that multiple news outlets are covering the event, plus the classic... Like, i very colorblind here, so let it go. The classic, like, pinkish gold Royal Rumble banner is the backdrop. That gives me all the good feels. And you know, it's advertising the event you're trying to promote, much like the WrestleMania banner was. And there's also a massively large visible audience... Cameras, like like guys in the audience holding cameras as if they're filming it for the news outlet they represent. There are guys holding boom mics, like they're trying to get some audio for their news network. It's the whole nine yards. However, fair being fair, okay, this Royal Rumble press conference does contain the ludicrous moment where Shawn Michaels is like, you know, my doctors told me it's uh, not a good idea. But Shawn Michaels throwing his name to the many names that will be competing at the Royal Rumble in Fresno, and then some random guys like, All right! And a goddamn slow clap starts that escalates into the members of the press full-on clapping and cheering like, Yeah!
1: Yeah! All right, Sean! Way to get back on that horse! So,
0: fair being fair, it's not like WWF shit is perfect, but it
1: looks so much
0: better. Now, back to Stargate. As I I had alluded to, the camera is handheld and in the crowd. I talked about seeing all the press corps members at the WWF uh, press conferences. So, our WCW camera, what's displaying this information to us is in the quote-unquote front row of the crowd. So far into the front row of the crowd... That we have no idea how large this room is. We have no idea how many, if any, press members are here. And it creates a feeling of fucking claustrophobia. I'm panicking just thinking about it. And it looks cheap. Now, that is a lot of minutia to have to sort of get clear in your head. And I apologize for that. You know, the guys up front, the curtains, the camera positioning, the fact that we can't really see anybody except, you know, the three guys who are in the camera frame. We get a feeling that there might be more people, but we can't really see them. It's a lot of minutiae, and I'm sorry for all that. But if you can keep that picture, this outline, this skeleton of what this feels like in your head, Please do. Please keep it there. Because if you could picture this setting and how stupid Vader looks in that mask. How cheap those fucking curtains are. Vader also looks so goddamn wide in this suit. This suit's not doing him any favors. I guarantee it. Seriously. (sighs) But keep this visual in your head as we move forward. And you will enjoy the pathetic cheapness that is this sketch all the more. Chapter 2. I think, Mr. Fox, that a simple phone call might have sufficed. This sketch, ladies and gentlemen, does not just look bad, it sounds bad too. And here to recount what was said verbatim for us is Johnny C's Mean Gene Okerlund impression. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me if I could have your attention for a moment. Gene then turns away from the camera and appears to stand on some sort of box or platform that makes him look taller. It's, it's blink and you miss it, but I swear it happens. He then continues, I want to welcome you to this little get-together. As you know, Starcade 1993 is going to be held on Monday, December 27th. That's the date to mark down on your calendar. And of course, we have promoters and building managers from literally all over the world that are gathered here today. They were a part of the bidding process to host Starcade. Now, uh, so according to this, there must be a lot of people there, right? Of course, we don't know how many cities bid on Starcade, but building managers and promoters representing those cities are in attendance. Okay? By the way, this is the premier pay-per-view event for World Championship Wrestling. As they say, it's the granddaddy of them all. Oh. It started in the Carolinas 10 years ago. This is the 11th annual, and I guarantee you this one is going to be bigger and better than ever. Well, hey, Gene, shit, if this blue curtain is any indication, it could certainly go nowhere but up. Now then, a couple of things. We have promoters and building managers, as I said before, from literally all over the world bidding on Starcade. From Japan. Also from New Zealand and Australia. From Great Britain. We have a bidding war going on from Harvey Goldsmith and company in the United Kingdom. Also from South Africa. (laughs) Bullshit. From Sao Paulo, Brazil. All across Canada. Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver. Parlez-vous Francais. Down in Mexico City. Certainly in the United States. New York, Chicago, Los Angeles. Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. Okay. Okay, at least Gene seems to be in on the joke here with that last one. Houston, Texas as well. So, everybody's here, right? WCW received contractual bids from all of these locations. The time and paperwork investment from each one of these great locations must have been huge. Now, WCW has crossed the T's, dotted the lowercase J's, and crunched all of the numbers. It's time to reveal the host for the event. And to do this, WCW has requested the presence of all of those involved in the bidding process from all of the locations. And these potential host cities not only agreed to participate in the bidding war, but then they agreed to incur the additional cost to send the team of promoters and building managers to the press conference in hopes that they just might win the bid. Folks, I don't mind telling you, I believe that there is a greater possibility that at any time, half of the world's population could disappear from a man snapping his fingers more than I believe that this is reality. Gene is now ready to give us the big announcement. The great news is I have just been informed. Aha! So this explains why everyone had to come. They held back their decision, they being WCW, until press time. Seems very irresponsible in relationship to the time and money that these great cities have already invested. That the 1993 Starcade on Monday the 27th is going to be hosted by none other than our friends in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Queen City. Gene then motions to a group of citizens off-camera as he says this. The camera moves ever so slightly to the right, and the contingent from Charlotte is conveniently in the front row of this huge press conference, right next to Gene and the, the lone cameraman. As the camera moves to get them all in the view, we hear maybe four voices weekly say, Yay! And some very light clapping. Now, the Charlotte contingent is composed of six individuals, three men, three women. And this oldest gentleman here is an absolutely giant man. I'm assuming he's the promoter, I guess. Uh, In reality, they're probably just random WCW employees selected for this event. And I mentioned the light clapping, correct? Now, the sparse amount of clapping at this announcement can mean only one of these two things. Number one, the representatives from the other cities were so upset that they didn't win that they refused to give Charlotte the common courtesy clap and congratulations or number 2 no one else is there. This is great news as you know Charlotte is major league all the way with the NBA Charlotte Hornets recently awarded a franchise in a National Football League with the Carolina Panthers and now Starcade 93 makes it major league all the way. Nice backhanded compliment there by Gene. He claimed Charlotte was Major League, but then adds it at the end that it's because of WCW. Remember, Gene started this statement by indicating it was great news. Now, he has some just good news. The good news is, folks all over the country, nearly 25 million households are going to have an opportunity to join us on pay-per-view for the 11th annual edition of Starcade. Good news for WCW, yes, but not for these cities and their representatives. Also, just to point out, as Gene begins his good news sentence, Vader is standing with his hands folded. When the sentence ends, he's undergone a bit of a transformation. He unclasps his hands, makes fists, and pumps them downward. Gene pivots to his next statement, And Vader slowly drops his arms down to the side like a child that just got in trouble for acting out in school.
1: Harley! Harley Race! What do I do with my hands? They're so huge! They're so big!
0: Now! Now then! Here's a man that knows a great deal about Starcade. He was in the very first one back in 1993. The Great One! Harley Race, the seven-time world champion. This sentence sees Vader place his right arm around Harley Race. And when his and with his left, he forms the patented Vader V. And he is joined by this man. Because <laughs> Vader comically laughs like an evil villain. He's none other than the WCW current reigning heavyweight champion, a man that has held over ten titles on four continents. Ladies and gentlemen, Vader. And certainly he's gonna be a big part of the spectacular on december twenty seventh in Charlotte. As Gene concludes this statement, The press conference is interrupted by an unexpected guess. But to summarize the insane events of this portion of the press conference, how rude is WCW, huh? Chapter 3 Mr. Brace, I still don't know what to do with my hands. Look at them, they're so big! The camera moves once again towards the Charlotte contingent. The mass of humanity, if you will. And the nature boy, Ric Flair, is here. The camera movement is in air, though, because it allows me to learn, finally, that we are indeed just in the back of the arena, as I can see the hallways and the doors that make up the -the behind-the-scenes corridors of such an establishment. It's a good thing that Ric Flair chose to enter from the right side, too. You know, that way the camera doesn't have to pull out or turn left. It's best to not block the view of the mass of humanity that is in attendance for this press conference. Flair is seconded by Fifi, and a guy that carries his paper-based documents, I guess. In order to capture the events that took place here, please allow me to provide you with some amateur audio clips that I was able to find that were captured on that fateful day.
1: Nature boy, what do you want here?
0: I just want to recognize the magnitude of the event, Vader. Please. Rick is then handed a document by his paperboy. Vader, I was at the first one. I want to be part of the 11th one and the biggest one. I've got a contract. I want to be in the match against Vader for the World Heavyweight Championship. Ho, ho, ho. Excuse me. Excuse me, Mr. Okerlund. Vader then moves Gene Okerlund. But what's with him being polite about it and calling him Mr. Boy, what do you got to offer? What are you going to bring to the table, nature boy? Ten world titles, my friend. That's what I bring to the table. Vader is unamused and now stretches his arms out wide. It's not enough. It's not enough, Mr. Flair. I find it strange that there isn't some sort of mass panic or hysteria from the dignitaries present. Because these two men are about to explode, and no one's like, ah, You know? The magnitude of wrestling Ric Flair at Tharcade is enough. You're looking at the man that's got over ten titles on four continents, boy. Wait, didn't Gene just say that? Well, that's convenient. The camera, like I said, is in the faces of these two athletes now. So you're going to have to imagine in your mind what it looks like to see the hundreds, perhaps thousands of individuals in attendance for this press conference, what it would look like to see them scatter in panic. You got that contract, Wraith. Go ahead and read it. Read the contract, Wraith. Harley Race is reading the document and grabs Vader's arm. Vader! Vader looks down at the document. Confused! Flair Knowing that Vader lacks the power of reading comprehension springs into action. Hey, don't worry about it. I'll do it for you. Don't bother reading it. What it says is, if I don't beat you in Charlotte, North Carolina, for the World Heavyweight Championship, I'm out of the sport of wrestling. (laughs) Vader does indeed deliver a maniacal laugh. Side note, though. How does the contract already say Charlotte, North Carolina? Was the documents guy waiting to hear the announcement and then hastily scribbled it in? I don't know. Hold on a second.
1: Ric Flair, repeat that last statement. 20 years. Mr. Flair, Mr. Flair, Mr. Flair. Let me refresh your memory, Mr. Flair. We're talking about Sting and his broken ribs. Rod uh, Simmons and his broken shoulder. Joe Dermott and his broken back. Nikita Korloff! I ran him out of the wrestling business. Cactus Jack! Where's Cactus Jack? His memory is gone. And now my latest victim, shit Vicious, and you. You wanna put your name on the line. You wanna put your head on my wall. Oh, bring it on Mr. Flair. Bring it on Mr. Flair. I'm gonna put it all on the line. My name, my reputation, and if I don't
0: win, I'm gone from the sport. Vader then sticks his arm outstretched in the V formation. It looks like he's either saluting de Fuhrer or offering Ric Flair a comical V-shaped high-five. I'm hoping it's neither. But either way, when you combine that with the fact that he's wearing the suit and the Vader mask, he looks like a complete idiot. You want my head on your wall, Vader. You're going to have come and get it. Oh, you got it, boy. You got it. Look at that, Vader. Involved in the first, and now it's his last. Harley Wraith. In 1983, it was a flare for the gold. It's going to be the same thing in 1993. Gene then gets in between these behemoths. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, I thank you very much. What a bombshell! It states right here in the contract that Ric Flair wants this man, Vader. He wants him at Starcade, and if he does not beat him, Ric Flair says it's all over. Oh, yeah, it's Vader time. He will retire after 20 years. Yes! The camera is now centered on Harley Race, Big Van Vader, and Mean Gene. Vader is in the middle. With his arms around both men, as Jean tries desperately to hard sell the pay-per-view date and location, the whole time that Jean is trying to get this information to us, Vader is staring at the camera, bobbing his head back and forth, saying, "Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah." He then makes a V. Vader time. Vita time. He then takes that clenched fist
0: position we mentioned earlier and says, "Yeah." Yeah. Yeah. As we end our scene. Chapter 4. Money. Well spent. Now that this press conference is over, I have just but one question to ask. Folks, if Ric Flair didn't interrupt this thing, what were they planning to do with the massive amount of promoters and building managers that were indeed in attendance? (laughs) And that is going to wrap up this insane edition of Brightman. Thank you so very much for giving us a listen. And hey, if you haven't listened to the multiverse of fabulousness that covers Battle Bowl, go do it right now. Don't forget to subscribe to the North-South Connection Podcast Network and the Aqua Cave. I'm Johnny C. Innovator is you.